This passion project is supported in a few different ways. First of all, through my efforts as a Zaya Active Independent Representative, if you want to get a text message from me each week with my new release pick of the week, as well as a health tip, just go to newreleasewednesday.com and I will add you to my list. Second, through partnerships with Red H Nutrition and Hello Woofy. Hello Woofy is a new partner to the Run Lift Mom podcast, and you guys, this is what keeps me going in my social media efforts. It's a total time saver, and it helps me work smart on social media when I'm promoting Zaya Active or the Run Lift Mom podcast. If you'll go to runliftmompod.com slash woofy, that's W-O-O-F-Y, you'll learn more about Hello Woofy. runliftmompod.com slash woofy. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming. And today, y'all, it's in that order. I have Samantha Kelgren from Simply Wellness Fertility Coaching, and she is going to talk to us about how exercise can affect your fertility. She's going to talk to us about nutrition and how to eat for fertility, also debunking some myths, and we're going to talk about motherhood in general. You guys, this is a very talented wellness professional who has put her flag down in serving the fertility community. Without further ado, my friend, Samantha Kelgren of Simply Wellness Fertility Coaching. All right, welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, Samantha Kelgren with Simply Well Coaching. You have already told me I can call you Sam because that feels familiar to me. Welcome, Sam, to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I am so excited to speak with you. We're going to get into your personal story. We're also going to get into eating for fertility, which I know is a topic a lot of people want to hear about. We're going to get nice and tactical. I am flipping the script on you and we're going to do a rapid fire first. All right. Warm up. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. This is not related to um, fertility and wellness and, and eating, but let's roll. Tell me first, do you prefer stripes or polka dots? Ooh. I'm, I've got stripes on right now. I am clearly stripes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. How about hot pink or blush pink? What's your preference? Mm -hmm. I like blush. I like understated. It's actually one of my website colors. <laughs> oh, well, then we got to go with that. <laughs> All right. If you've got a day to blow at either the beach or the mountains, where are you going? Oh, man. Mountains, mountains, mountains. Every time. We move to the mountains for them. <laughs> well, then that is an obvious choice as well. Yeah. All right. You don't necessarily have to do this in the mountains, but if I give you a choice between running and biking, what are you choosing? Oh man, running, 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 but I am getting more into biking. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, don't feel like you have to say running just because this is Run Left Mom. Oh, not at all. No, I am a <laughs> former endurance runner, um, but yeah, moving to the mountains, man. My husband mountain bikes now, so I'm, I'm catching a little bug. <laughs> I love it. And finally, do you prefer a physical book or a digital, like a Kindle style? Well, that is such a good question. I've gone back and forth, but now I am back into um, physical book. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You, now you have to tell us what you're currently reading or the last physical book that you finished. 
Oh man. So I'm just finishing now. It's called One Foot in Eden and it's like a small town sheriff. I love any like crime <laughs> book. And then I just got the four hour work week. So that's what I'm going to start on next. Yeah. We quote the four hour work week is like 15 years old and this podcast has is 90 some episodes strong. I bet we've cited that book in 15, 20 episodes. <laughs> it's a good one. Very applicable. Um, an example that I typically use them and please feel free to take this. Um, if you were to message me on Facebook on my business page right now, um, I've gotten away message that says, Hey, yo, I work this business in pockets of my day. I'm spending time with my family and I'll get back to you when I can. And you'll hear Tim Ferriss in that book talk about setting expectations and kind of boundaries oh, people. It's so smart. I've read little snippets. I'm like, I just need to read the whole thing and dive in. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. And did you get the physical four hour work week book? I did. I did. Yep. So for listeners, y'all, I bet this thing is, what, what would you say? Like three inches thick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a physical book for you. It is funny. I'm like, I don't know. I was expecting it like for our work week. I'm like, oh, it'll be like a really condensed quick book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest one, like encyclopedia sized. Yep. All the info. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? You're proving the theory right. I like starting out with rapid fire. You are just a fun gal. And we've been able to connect on Instagram. I will link to your account below. So I know that you know your stuff and you make it fun and doable. Tell me though first a little bit about your personal background and how it brought you to Simply Well Coaching. Yeah, of course. So God, I was doing health coaching because I've been into just generally health and fitness for a while. Like I like reading workouts. I like making my own workouts. I realized that friends and coworkers were coming to me with, you know, Hey, what, you know, I'm trying to cook this. Do you have any good recipes or this is the workout I'm doing? What do you suggest? And I loved answering them. Like <laughs> I would send these detailed emails with like links to different sites and like what different videos that I use. Right. Yes. And just like, this is during the work. I'm like, this, I need to just do this for my job. Um, so I was just generally health coaching, um, always working with women, but more in a general way. And I had some big lifestyle changes when we tried to get pregnant. So I was, um, you know, we talked about running. I was a big endurance runner. I did marathons. I loved it. I loved boot camp style workouts, really tough, intense. Um, that made me happy and I enjoyed it. Uh, but when I went off the pill, I had been on it for God, a decade or more and my period did not come back. It was nowhere. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's a big red flag. You right, know, right. You, are trying to get pregnant or not, if your cycle is out of whack or gone completely, that is a big flag saying something is not right. Um, so, you know, went down the road of fertility specialists and it turned out to be hypothalamic amenorrhea, which I had never heard of before. <laughs> I am, my eyes, if you can my eyes are like, um, you know, just opened up a couple of inches. So I, I think I know, I recognize some of those clinical words. Can you break down for our audience also what exactly that means? Yeah. So amenorrhea is basically lack of period. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they categorize, it might be six months. I forget what the qualifying month is, but if you, okay. you, know, if you miss here or there, it's not, you know, you're not suddenly hypothalamic um, amenorrhea, but I had, who knows how long I had been missing it because I was on the pill. So right. I was kind of covering it up. 
Um, <clears throat> but after, you know, four months without any inkling of a period, you know, that's when I started seeing the doctor. And basically my, um, this is very common with athletes. So my intense workouts coupled with low body fat because of, you know, think of a marathon runner, right? Right. Right. <laughs> All that fat off, you know, and that wasn't even my goal, right? My goal is hitting these race times and, and running. So it kind of happened without me really paying attention to it. You know, I'm not measuring my body fat. Um, but the low body fat messes with you, um, your estrogen projection and it messes, it suppresses the hypothalamus, which is all your, you know, reproductive organs. And it just shut down my period. So it was just, non wow. I had no uterine lining. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, to hear you talk about it now, obviously you're, you're well-versed in these terms and in the human body. Did you know this, like at this point though, you said that you were into like health and fitness and that kind of, did you know, did you know about all of these systems and how they affected your fertility or is this something that you had to learn along the way? Um, a little of both. I knew, um, on the surface that, you know, intense exercise can affect for your fertility. I didn't know exactly how, exactly right. what it is. And I figured, you know, I'm not having hair loss. I'm hitting my race times. I'm not overly drained and tired. Like I don't show any signs of overtraining. So right. I felt I was okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the great thing about it is that it is reversible. I, I now have a natural cycle, but I had to make changes. And so that is what really led me to a change in who I work with. Because when I went to my OB, Susie, oh my God, she was not helpful. <laughs> she uh, said, you know, you're missing a period. Well, you know, you might need to run less. I'm laughing because I heard the same advice. And it's like big question mark. Like, I'm like, you need to tell me exactly how much I can run. And I'm going to run that amount because this is, <laughs> this is what I love. And there's no alternative. I mean, there's no, and you know, God bless them. <laughs> the doctors don't have time to sit with you and figure out what can you do for stress relief? What right. is another alternative to this? Because if that's someone's joy. That was my hobby. That's, I was joining run groups. I was a run coach. I mean, this is what I did. And to say, you need to stop running. I mean, it's like cutting off my arm. Like, okay, well now. <laughs> you know, I went through the same thing. And so, um, I, you know, listeners have heard this story or maybe they're just stumbling upon this podcast and they, they did not. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I went through a fertility struggle that lasted a couple of years before yeah. successful IUIs, but my initial stops, it was the exact same thing. It was, oh, you're a runner, gain 10 pounds and stop running. And it was almost like that's mm -hmm. as far as a clinician was willing to take me until I got to that specialty. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so true. Cause they don't, I feel like the general population, and this is kind of what, you know, I want to talk about with on here today and what I talk to my clients about the general population, the message is you want to get pregnant. You need to get in a healthy workout routine. You need to start working out. <laughs> there is this whole, every one of your listeners, I'm sure is not that population. We enjoy a good workout and mm -hmm. you have to look up that information of when do I know that this is hurting me? And hey, it is hurting me. What can I do differently? Because I don't want to just stop working out. Right. I don't want to eat donuts and 
And, you know, that sounds fun for a day or two, but that is not a healthy way to gain 10 pounds. You know, that's not. Now, did you have other coping techniques? I know for a lot of listeners out there that might be in similar shoes, it's like, well, that's cute that you want me to stop working out as much, but that's my coping technique. So did you have to adopt new techniques or did you already have something that allowed you to cope with the stress of infertility? You know, I feel like it was a mix. It was, I, I knew that I needed to do something physical because that's who I am. That's, I like setting goals. What I loved about running and really the marathon was you run, here's your plan, right? You run this many miles on these days and in this many months you can run a marathon. Right. And there was no plan to this. And it was like, what do I do? You know? So I really took that into, okay, what do I like about running? Well, I like that I've got this time by myself. I'm, I always say an extroverted introvert. (laughs) I've got this time by myself outdoors to think, to meditate, to listen to what I want to listen to. So I took long walks and, you know, it was, a good pace, but I wasn't killing myself with power walking up a hill. It was, I'm going to go for a 45 hour walk and listen to what I want to listen to and think my thoughts and get those endorphins by moving my body, but I'm not pounding the pavement. Right. I love that. And then you retain that I'm getting my fresh air. I'm enjoying nature. You're getting all of that same stuff. It's not a run, but it's the environment that you love and it's the feel that you love and it's the place your mind goes to that you love. It is. And you know, I'm not going to lie. The first like two weeks at least felt weird. It was like, (laughs) I'm missing something. It is, this is not right. Like I should be making up for this. But once I stuck with it, and that's really what I help my clients with, of being that kind of accountability the other way of don't push yourself today. Of, right. <laughs> you know, that it's okay. You're going to get your new normal. And it just took a few weeks to kind of get that to be my new baseline of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I continued working out um, as in strength training. I continued with um, those exercises. I continued going to yoga and put more of a focus on it of, you know, what yoga poses can, have I not tried before, you know, and I got more flexible because I wasn't running. (laughs) I love it. So now people are going to be able to go to your Instagram account where I mentioned being connected. Um, Mm -hmm. I really love, you post some really valuable stuff, but I mean, spoiler alert guys, depending on where you are, what player, you're either going to click details, you're going to swipe up, you're going to see Sam's Instagram link there. She's simply well coaching you're an IVF mom and you are a mom. So we know that this for you personally led to a great outcome. Was that just on, um, you know, on following the doctor's advice to get your cycle under control and then go through the IVF process, which I know could be a whole episode within itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I really did them alongside each other. I made these changes in my lifestyle because hey, it looks like I'm going down IVF, but I'm not going to rely on IVF to do the magic, right? There's still, it's still, if you don't know, a percentage chance, right? It is not like IVF, okay, 100%, you're going to get pregnant and have a healthy baby. Um, I knew that to carry to term, I was going to need to make changes Mm -hmm. because I needed extra weight, some extra body fat. I need to lower the intensity so I could create a healthy child. Um, And then 
postpartum, you know, it took a little while, but I got my cycle back at, um, he was about 18 months. He's about a year and a half. Um, but it is regular. It is, I, it, it is crazy. I haven't had this. I was on the pill for 10 years. So I didn't know my body. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so crazy, but I mean, I'm 35 and it's like, oh, I like know when I'm going to start and I know how long it's going to be. And I know these, how it feels to ovulate now. And it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for those listening that haven't, you know, paid attention to their body's signs or haven't been down this road, I mean, guys, your cycle, that is like fertility, your cycle, that is a sign of good health for us women. Um, so this is, I mean, it's a success, you're a walking success story. Um, and then you were able to also, you know, um, carry a child and have a child. Obviously you had some assistance there, but, um, what a blessing. Well, and truly, I mean, I feel like, you know, if we want to try for another one, we can do it naturally now because I gained my cycle back. We couldn't try naturally before it wasn't even an option, but now with these changes, I'm able to do that, you know, and that's really, really important. And that I've totally changed my workout routine, but I still have a routine that I love. I'm still, you know, highly active and it is very important to me, but it's not the be all end all. It is not right. a stress. It was becoming a stress. You know, I didn't realize it, but it's like, if I didn't get a run in, if I didn't push myself to a certain point, I felt like I had failed. And I don't get that feeling anymore. Now it's like, oh, this is the work I want to do. I'm going to try. If I don't get to do it today, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make an order, whatever it is. Because as you know, as a mom, and God, I just have one, but <laughs> you're not in control of your schedule anymore. So right. you get over that. <laughs> right, right. Oh, we were, um, you know, when we were in, for the audience, when we were in the green room, kind of talking about what, you know, this episode was going to take shape, and we were about to shift into that tactical piece, but we laughed about, like, as mothers, there's so much we just can't control, um, and so it's really empowering to have that movement, to have that fitness time, because then you have done something great for yourself that you are in control of on a regular basis. Yes. Yes. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> now you've mentioned coaching other women in similar positions a few times. I want to clarify for folks that Simply Well Coaching is for, um, it's wellness coaching for folks who might be in the shoes that you have walked in. Mm -hmm. um, can you, can we shift a little bit and I want to get food specific because we've talked about exercise and food is a decision that we make every day, multiple times a day. <laughs> so can you talk to us a little bit about eating, maybe starting with some of the, the rumors? Do you want to squash any of those rumors about eating for fertility? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest one that I see, and if you are on Pinterest at all, <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about is this, I feel like there's this myth and this conception that there is, um, one food that's going to make you fertile, right? That it's, oh, if I eggs are good for your eggs. I've heard that a million times. And it's not that these foods that they mention won't do anything or are not good, but it is not one, there's not one piece, right? Mm -hmm. It is a huge combination of mm -hmm. your diet and your lifestyle because I was healthy eating, right? But I wasn't eating enough fat. And it's not like, oh, you just eat fat. That's the one thing it's what else are you doing in your life, right? It's not just eat more of X, Y, Z, you're going to suddenly be fertile. It's what, 
what is your, what are your general habits and how do they go together? Um, I'd say the other one is that you have to eat, you know, completely clean, or there's a lot of rumors about, oh, eat keto and you'll get pregnant. Um, the amount of calories and the amount of healthy fat from everything I've read are the most important. You need to be eating enough. You need to be eating probably more than, more than you are. Um, if you are fit, if you are into working out, you, I, I assume that you are watching your diet. Um, that's probably not the problem. You might need to be eating more calories than you think and more fat than you think. And when I say fat, you know, we all know the healthy fats, the avocados, the um, healthy cooking oils. There's, you know, avoiding trans fats, obviously, but it's not that you need to eat 100% quote unquote clean. Right. It's that you need to be getting enough, enough variety. Yeah. I think it's a relief for people to hear like, okay, I don't have to be eating like a totally raw diet. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think anybody's surprised to hear there's no magic bullet. I'm curious. Um, I love what I hear you saying is it's a holistic approach. In that calories, um, you know, kind of portion, do the women that you work with, are most of them eat, like eating too little or underestimating the amount of calories they're having each day? I think a lot of it has to do with if they're really active, right? Ah. If they're regularly running, mm -hmm. just like I was, I was eating, but I was eating as if I wasn't, you know, running 15 miles on the weekends. Ah, Okay. <laughs> It's a total equation. So yeah. it's fine and dandy to be eating to a certain caloric or energy level. But if you're also coupling that with a lot of activity, you need to take in the energy to compensate for that. We forget. I think that honestly, it is you forget because mm -hmm. maybe you're not feeling super. I know I was not hungry right after a run, but that is prime time to be stocking up on protein and rebuilding those muscles that right. hour after your run. And if you're not capitalizing on that, you know, because I, I, like I said, I was not hungry immediately after. But once I started, you know, read more into this, I would bring a string cheese or something with me. So I had something immediately after that I could eat something real quick, <laughs> even if yeah. I'm not hungry. That's when those protein shakes come in handy um, to just kind of replenish and to get your body. Because if your body is going to make a human it needs to know that it has more than enough because that baby is going to take what it needs, which is great. Your baby is going to get what it needs. You know, I work with some pregnant women also, and you need some left over for you. Right. Right. So, I mean, the tactical tips I hear you saying is, first of all, stay away from Pinterest. Second yeah. of all, um, do some pre-planning. And if you lead an active lifestyle, make sure that you have those healthy travel foods like the string cheese is a great example, or even something that doesn't need to be refrigerated that you could just put in a gym bag if that's your jam and have it there um, to do some pre-planning to make sure you've got that stuff for post-workout. It's almost like you need to start eating for two before you're pregnant. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of it that way. Yeah, you're, you're building where the baby's going to be, right? right. Storing up reserves. So, so there's something to create life. Right. Any other tips for if someone is trying to conceive? Um, so we know what not to do. Um, <laughs> in addition to making sure that we've got the appropriate amount of calories. Um, well, I think the biggest thing for me is that, and I did not know this until I really looked into 
some studies and the numbers. Um, but you know, a healthy weight, we all you know probably know BMI. Mm-hmm. Between 18 and a half and 25 is generally a healthy BMI. So well, for those that don't know, BMI is a body mass yeah. index, and this is a ratio of your height to your weight. I just want to, yeah. you know what, real talk, I think everybody's like, yeah, duh, we knew that. But, but you never know. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, and there's, if you don't know yours, there are a zillion calculators out there. Just look it up online. You can enter your weight and height, and you'll <clears throat> get this number. But for fertility, it's 20 and 24, is the highest for fertility. Oh. So, yeah. So it might be, yes, maybe technically you're at a healthy weight, but you might need a little more. Um, a minimum body fat percentage to conceive is 18%. And wow. women, yeah, women under 22% body fat um, have been shown to have lower levels of estrogen. And maybe that doesn't affect you. But if you're having issues or you think you're ovulating at different times of the month, maybe, you know, your periods are just kind of wonky, that it could be something as simple as adding a little more body fat. It might be five pounds. I mean, it's not drastic, but to look at those numbers, not based on what is healthy, but what is healthy for fertility. Right. Right. I love this because it does allow us, again, there are going to be some things we can't control, but in the realm of what we can control, this is a way that we can kind of self-coach and really make sure we're putting ourselves in a position to win, to conceive. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. All right. What I want to um, be able to wrap up with, you know, um, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, <laughs> and people are hearing you tell this story and they're like, yes, it makes so much sense, of course. But, you know, that was a hard-earned road for you. What advice would, do you give your clients that you wish someone had told you? Oh, God. I, so I feel like there's two different focuses here. I think that for one exercise, no matter how much you should enjoy it, um, it should be supporting you, right? It should be a source of um, joy, which is funny if, you know, people don't love in the middle of their workouts. Maybe you're not feeling joyful, but it should be something you look forward to and that is not a stress. Mm-hmm. And that stress can mean, oh, I want to hit 30 miles every week and it's stressing you out because you're sick, because you're traveling, because X, Y, Z, people are visiting. Um, it should not be a huge source of stress. Right, I unless you're a big athlete, <laughs> you should not be so worried um, about hitting your goal. No one cares but you, in the best way. No one cares but you that yes. you ran X miles that week, that you lifted X amount of weight. Um, it is, it is, you are the one putting that stress on you. Um, the other thing, and this, I feel like, oh, I, I took some time to come around to realizing it. Um, and it sounds so woo-woo, but focusing on gratitude, um, specifically, you know, if you are trying to conceive, if you're struggling, much less going through IVF, I'm sure you can relate. It is all that is going on in your world, right? You are waiting for that next test. You are waiting for results. You are waiting for the blood draw. Um, and it's really easy to get consumed in that and to think of what else is going on in your life. Because I became very aware of this is a big thing going on right now. I don't want to look back in five years to this year, you know, year and a half of infertility as a black hole, right? I don't, there's a lot of good going on. I've got a lot of things that I do look forward to. I am genuinely 
laughing with my husband and with my friends and making plans for concerts. And I don't want to have it be this blanket of despair and, and just like bleakness. You know, I want to be able to look back and think, oh, yeah, that was the year we were doing fertility treatments. But oh my God, we went to so many good shows and we had that great wedding. And what else do you have going on? Because it is not the only thing going on in your life. It's not. It feels like it. <laughs> but you've right. got a lot of good. And just to remember that and each day thinking of just one small thing that that is that is going on that you were looking forward to and to really kind of focus on that. I would ask listeners even to take this a step further, Sam, and write it down. Oh, and the yeah. reason I say this is because it's a great practice, first of all, just to, I mean, gratitude is like a muscle. The more you practice it, the stronger it's going to get and the easier it's going to become. But if you're writing it down every day, I don't know where you guys on a calendar, on a post-it, on a piece of notebook paper, I do not care. When you get your period and you didn't think you were getting your period that month, and this is coming from a woman who has cried on the bathroom floor over a negative test a lot of times, and it feels very vivid, um, you need that list. You need that list of good things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah, you got to look at it because at that time, if you see a negative or you know you've started your period, you're not think you're, it's not easy to think of anything. Right. <laughs> right. Look at it. Right. Oh, I'm. All, I always feel so connected to women who. I, I wish we didn't have this connection, Sam. But I feel very connected to a woman who has been through a similar struggle, and I hope that folks listening um, will also feel connected. Um, I'm going to put all of your stuff in the show notes, you guys. If you're looking for a coach to guide you holistically through your journey to conception. Obviously, I'm recommending Sam. Um, and she is uh, Simply Well Coaching. I will put all her details below. Sam, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, like, like you said, I hate that you have it in common, but no, you know, no one understands. <laughs> right, right. It's good that we're talking about it too. Yeah, I, I mean, common. you're not yeah, at exactly, all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Sam. I'll put your details below. And I so loved having you on Run Lift Mom. Thanks so much. It was so nice to connect, Susie. Hey, Susie. It's Samantha. I just wanted to give a little update on how things are going. Um, for us over here, things change so quickly, pretty much right after we recorded the podcast. Um, you know, I talk about routine a lot, and I feel all all of our routines um, have been just thrown out the window. With that said, it's crazy going into, what are we in week three now? I think <laughs> lost track of time. Um, how this feels like our new normal and I've created my, you know, my new routines, which is crazy. Um, but it is really helpful for not only me, but you know, now I've got my two-year-old son with me 24 um, seven. I'm definitely getting up I always thought got up earlier, but I'm getting up earlier on the weekends too, um, trying to make sure I sleep until seven, at least one day a week. But that's kind of my only time to be totally um, by myself, um, to work on my business, to have some movement, um, some quiet yoga into my day. 
for my workouts, um, I actually took him out for a stroller run, which I hadn't done in, I don't even, I do not even know how long. Um, but it was just this fun way to bond and it was almost more for us to do something different together, um, than to get the run. And other than that, I am doing a lot, a lot of YouTube, uh, workout videos and then just kind of making my own thing up. The difference is I'm either doing it during nap or I've recently started doing it while he's eating lunch. Um, he is just over two, so it's kind of a challenge. I usually have to pause the video a few times. Um, but I do like that he sees that I, you know, enjoy working out and that, it, you know, it doesn't take that long. I'll do maybe a 20 to 30 minute video, but to give me that time um, to still take care of me when, you know, the Y is closed, when I don't have childcare at all during the days um, has been really crucial in kind of keeping my, my energy up and um, to feel like I've got that time for myself. I hope things are going good for you. It is just crazy. Like I said, how quickly things changed. Um, Thank you so much, Samantha Kelgren with Simply Wellness Fertility Coaching for not only coming on the show, but obviously for giving us an update. You guys, we recorded this right before everything went down, and she was really great about making it applicable to this time. Thank you for that update, Sam. You guys, this was awesome. It was very important to hear. You know that I've been through a personal infertility struggle as well, and I wish someone would have told me the advice that Sam just gave us. You know what stuck out to me? No one cares but you, <laughs> okay? On hitting a certain number of miles a week or lifting a certain amount of weight, nobody cares but you. Don't put stress on yourself with exercise-related goals. And furthermore, don't put stress on yourself if you're feeling pressure because of the current health crisis. COVID-19 is shifting my own beliefs in exercise, and if it is for you as well, make sure that it's helping your stress, not hurting it. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. All right, I've got Arjun Rai here. He is the founder of Hello Woofy. Arjun, tell me, how can moms with social media passion projects or side jobs be more present with Hello Woofy? This is a great question. Imagine having a nanny that works with you 24-7. Heck, forget one nanny. Having a dozen nannies working for you 24-7, giving you the right recommendations, when to give them, you know, when to feed your kids, what to feed them, you know, how to feed them, you know, when to get, take them to school, what level of education they should be, you know, they, they should be receiving, whether in mathematics and education. Think of that nanny or team of nannies working for you 24-7, helping you with your social media. What words do well, what emojis do well, what images will do well with what you've typed in. Heck, when you upload an image, it automatically translates the words in the image and automatically types a, a post for you. It even gives you recommendations for hashtags based on what the, is in the image. There's so much technology, there's so much smart technology in the product itself. 
We just want to give every small business owner, every mom, the fighting chance to compete with unlimited marketing budgets of the world. And, and so if you want to try it, go to hellowithy.com. But it's that nanny. It's a team of nannies working with you 24-7. Thank you for listening to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. This began as a passion project in February 2019, and now, you guys, it is legit my favorite thing to do each week. Record with the guests that come on Run, Lift, Mom, and then share their knowledge and expertise with you. I love this. I have done a lot of things right with this show. The thing that I've done wrong... I haven't asked you to rate, review, and subscribe enough. You guys, this is how other people find the show. So please do me a solid rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for being a listener of Run Lift Mom. You guys, I'm thrilled to announce a new partner on Run Lift Mom, and that is Audible. I've been an Audible member for over 10 years, and my favorite part, hands down, it's the gift of time. I use the free app to take notes as I'm doing my long run and I hear something fantastic, and you are going to love it. If you want to try Audible free, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. That's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M. Again, for a free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. Hey, Run Lift Mom listeners, if you are here for business or entrepreneur type topics, I want to let you know I have a new show. It's called Serve Then Sell, and it's available on 10 different channels, including Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. The idea here is not to just lump in the business topics with running, lifting, and momming. I want to create more of a separation. I hope you will come hang out with me over there. Again, the name of the show is called Serve Then Sell. Enter that into any search box and you're going to see it come right up. We'll be running, lifting, and momming over here. I hope you'll still hang out. Check in over there if it will be a blessing for you.